Welcome into the Phil Arlinghouse program. I'm your host, Phil Arlinghouse. It's a beautiful day here. Actually, it's not really. It's uh, <laughs> It's been raining all day. I've been uh, in quarantine here now. So it's been, uh, what is it, uh, day... Day two, technically, uh, I had Saturday off and Sunday off normally anyway, and then Monday and Tuesday of this week, I was uh, <clears throat> in quarantine. Uh, technically, it was the first day of my quarantine, even though where I work shut down on Saturday. Uh, I actually shut down Friday after we closed, and then uh, it's not going to open until April 4th at this moment in time. However, that's subject to change. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I've been fighting a little bit of a cough. It's not really a dry cough. It's a very, very wet cough. But I, I, I've been fighting it for a while. And uh, just, you know, just having to deal with it. And then people think I'm sick and think I have the coronavirus. You know, it's just a lot of nonsense. But anyway... Welcome into the program today. This is your host, Phil Arlinghouse, and this is the Phil Arlinghouse program, and I just want to speak with you today. This is the first one, a podcast, first program that I've done in a while. It's been three, four years now since I've done a podcast. I've I've done different radio programs as producers mainly, uh, but, you know, got on and talked a little bit with them, interacted with them, been on a couple of uh, shows as guests, and uh, just have a lot of fun doing radio and, and podcasting, and I'm really going to do this as a medium to get my ideas and thoughts out there to the people, um, especially, you know, if you don't know uh some of you may know if you're listening but others may not know uh i'm running for u.s house of representatives tennessee district uh one this is uh severe county through johnson county uh it's got sullivan county and hancock county and there's about 11 counties it's the upper east tennessee region and so you can kind of tell if um you might be able to listen if you're not part of this district you might be able to tell from my accent maybe not because i've been told i don't really have a southern accent or a tennessean accent um i i just don't hear any of it so i don't know i have a hard time hearing any accent other than some really deep southern drawls um but i I just want to get into this and, and use this medium to explain some of my stances some of my positions some of my beliefs just as a way to get out there and talk to you especially now that we are on quarantine i don't want to do anything that hinders my interaction with you all because i I would really feel like why would i waste time and energy and effort into running a campaign and not do anything and maybe just hopefully you'll just happen to mark my name down on the ballot come August 6th. And I just don't want that to happen. I want you to hear from me. I want you to see me. I want you to hear it. So between this and I'm doing videos for the website. And I'm going to be posting some of those on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, <clears throat> speaking of those, I want to go ahead and you know plug those a little bit. Uh, my website 
is actually Phil4House. That's the number four dot com. So Phil4House dot com. And you can use that same tagline, Phil4House, for, as my handles for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm trying to do stuff on there every day. I've got some software that can help with that. I just want to really connect with you all and be part of uh, your world. And, you know, being now with being quarantined, that's the way I have to get into your world. I'm not holding events right now. I I just can't. There's not, it's not possible uh, with, I mean, we could technically hold events, but it's just why run that risk? I mean, I, I believe, I personally believe that 90% of this is all hype and hysteria drummed up by the media to distract and to discredit the president. I, I, I believe that. However, at the same time, I do believe this virus is something that we should be concerned about. Not in a uh, way that we all will get it or will all die from it or anything like that, like with any hysteria or whatnot, but that potentially this could take you out for for uh, days or weeks possibly. And, and right now we don't have a cure for it. We don't have a vaccine for it. But we do have research going on for that, both here in the U.S. and in places like our allies uh, in Israel. It's really great for uh, to see that. And this is just fantastic that we're having this type of thing. And, and, and you know, there's been some good things coming out of uh, Italy where they've tested uh, a common drug, a drug that's been around for 50 years, that treats malaria that that it's been able to treat some of this not every person that takes it survives but it, it has been about two-thirds of the people taking it have have been healed from it um, but you know anyway that's just some talk uh, going over some of this early stuff at the beginning I just I really am excited for this I really am uh, pumped to be getting back on the airwaves and doing this uh, podcast. And I just really want to just give you all an opportunity to hear me, hear my heart, understand where I'm coming from, uh, know what I'm I'm about, and not just look at me and go, well, I hear him at speeches, I hear him at uh, rallies or events, or I, I see the posts he posts on Instagram and and, and Twitter and Facebook and I go like I agree with that but you know it sounds like the other candidates and uh, or just another person doing a podcast and I, I don't want, I don't want to just be that way I, I want to I want you all to understand where I'm coming from understand and hear me and and and, and actually see and, and well, hear what I'm, I'm about I, I really do and and, and so one of the questions I get asked is, why am I running? Uh, I want to modify that a little bit too, not only from why am I running, but why am I doing this podcast? And, and um, let me start with the podcast uh, element first. Uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is I really enjoy doing radio stuff and, and podcasts and, and, and all that jazz and and I really enjoy it. I I have a part-time producing gig where I produce a 
biblical worldview show on a local radio station here in Tennessee, and I just enjoy it. It's just a fun time for me. It's it's a time that I, I get to be creative and and really just exercise some of the gifts that God has given me. And I, I, I feel that this is a medium I can do. I talk a lot, and um, I, or so I'm told. I don't feel like I talk that much, but you know, other people think I do. And sometimes they don't want to hear what I have to say because they hear me a lot. But I, you know, I just want to put things out there so people can hear and understand and know what's going on and maybe hear a little different perspective because I. I run things through different lenses than a lot of people. Um, you know, I, 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 I run it through a conservative lens uh, politically. And I run it through a Christian lens because I'm a Christian. And, but, you know, there's, there's more to it than just that. And a lot of conservative talk show people, podcasters, are those way. And... Uh, that's how they see the world and but I don't see it just from that and I don't make judgments based on just that I make it deeper than that and and that's one thing I just want to walk through things I just want to walk and talk and and be part of your life and I hope you want to join that with me and I just want to get what I have in my brain out because it's really hard not to have people to talk to and and I want to just you know put this out on a podcast let you read it or read it listen to it and let you all judge whether or not you like it or not like it i I want you to be the judge of this i want you all to give me feedback whether whether or not you like it whether or not you're listening to it whether or not you want more of it or, or or less of it i mean i'm i'm all about listening to you all I, I want to know, you know, you all may love it and want a daily three-hour podcast. Or you all may want a, you know, three-hour weekly podcast. Or you all may want a daily one-hour. Or you may want a, you know, a weekly one-hour or a weekly 30-minute or once a month six-hour one. And I mean, I don't know. Um, I just want to be a voice that you all can listen to and go like, this is a guy that... I, I can relate to. This is a guy that I can really see having as a friend in my life. Uh, second part of that, or, or one of those things, is why am I running now? Why am I running anyway? Why am I running for this position? And uh, one, I, I really hate seeing what career politicians are doing. We're really seeing this now with with Chuck Schumer and, and Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi and all the other uh, nonsense that's going on up there. And we really have to go, do we want more of that? Or do we do we want to bring in the, the new blood, the fresh blood, the fresh air, the, the people? Uh, a few years ago, we had a movement called the Tea Party, and and I jumped on board early with it, and, and and not that I was you know in leadership or anything with them. It was just one of those things that I saw them. I really enjoyed what they were saying, and being a part of it, and it just felt like, honestly, for a first time in a while, that there was a group that I was a part of that really wanted to take us back 
to the, the values and the principles outlined in the Constitution. Um, I just... I just really have a problem when there's people that doesn't want to do things according to the Constitution. Or to the Bible, for that matter. I, you know, I'm going to get a little personal here. And and I really am... Uh, I, I, I really I'm really running because I felt, felt, felt God calling me to run for this position. Uh, I believe we need to elect more men and women of the faith. Who are truly convicted from the faith, not someone who gives lip service, uh, but someone who is really like, I'm called to this. I'm called to live a life that God wants me to, and and that's something that I felt called for a long time. I I have actually have my my undergraduate degrees in ministry and Bible and theology. I. Uh, I love this stuff. I felt called to ministry, but kind of felt like I was on the outside of it. I still kind of feel that way. I I get involved, meet people, and and they're all like, "Yeah, we can do something," and then nothing works out. And 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 th- this opportunity came up to run for house, and and I I really feel like this is what God's called me to do. You know, I really just have a whole bunch of opportunities to run and a whole bunch of opportunities to do things and I just sit there and I go is this what God wants me to do and I felt this way with this one that it's what God wanted me to do I didn't just wake up one day and go oh Phil Rowe is retiring and I would like to to go do Congress well, actually, I did wake up one day and decided to do that, but it was after <laughs> after several days and weeks of uh, praying about it and, and pondering it and, and, and considering it and actually finding out that Phil Rowe was retiring. And I, uh, I, I've done all the necessary steps and, and whatnot but to get on the ballot, and, and I just really am, am, am pleased with that and, and seeing some success in that, but... I really just want to follow what God says. We also have a um, we have a threat to our way of life and a threat to our belief system and, and and everything. I mean, not just with the Constitution, not just with the Bible and our belief in God, but just just our whole way of life, uh, the way with business and the way with a whole bunch of other things we have nothing to uh, gain from the alternative and that alternative is socialism uh, my friend Richard uh, gave me a great quote and I love it and I I'm using it as a bumper sticker and a t-shirt and it's really great it's um, it says socialism is the kudzu of American culture and that's really true. If you're not from the South, you don't really know what kudzu is unless you're into biology and stuff, but uh, botany and, and plants and, and stuff like that. But kudzu is kind of an ivy-ish plant that we brought over here. Some, 
some uh, climate alarmist activist person um, was like, oh, we're losing soil. Uh, the erosion is so bad. And uh, which it's like, uh, duh, it happens. Um, but they thought we have to combat this, combat the soil erosion. So they imported kudzu from Japan. And when they did that, they thought this would be great. It's kind of pretty. It's green, so it'll kind of blend in. And I, nonsense. They they speak, and you know, you know, it'll help. It'll help. It'll stop erosion and 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 all this stuff, and that'll beautify the thing. Put a. I would much rather you put a tree in the ground than put that stuff. Um, it just takes over. It just grows and grows and takes over until the whole beautiful hillside is covered in it. And it's covering trees and it's covering the road and it's covering everything. Telephone poles and, and all this stuff. It just takes over. And, and that's kind of what socialism is trying to do on the American culture. Um, you know, we used to have this uh, committee in the house and... And it kind of got a bad name, and it was the Un-American Activities uh, House Committee. And, and Newt Gingrich touted this uh, uh, well, probably a couple of years ago, and, and, and we might need to do that again and, and um, bring it back and, and, and fight for our freedoms and fight for America. In the Constitution, and, and anyone who is acting on American, which would be the socialist uh, <coughs> Bernie Sanders <coughs> and uh, <coughs> you see, and uh, would be brought up before this house and figure out where their loyalties lie. And if it's not to America and the Constitution, then they would be held to a different standard and and held to a criminal standard and, and an un American standard. and and you know socialism is uh, a great threat and I I, I, th- I thought I was only going to hear about socialism from third world countries or, or uh, history and and unfortunately I I've, I grew up where I didn't really it was it was in histories and then the last uh, 10 years or 12 years or so I I realized that old enemy is coming back and that old enemy is coming back hard and it's fighting hard and it's taking root in the uh, the young people and, and, and I'm a young person myself I'm 28 years old but uh, I just don't understand how someone could be a liberal or, or socialist and and uh, I, I, I could get liberalism uh, you know, but I could I could get it. I mean, Winston Churchill said, if you're young and not a liberal, you don't have a heart. And if you're old and not a conservative, you don't have a brain. But I just don't get how people can think socialism works. I mean, I I know media is on their side and, and, and can hide the facts that, that socialism has killed millions and millions and millions of people and, and skew the facts that... Hitler was not a socialist, even though he was part of the Socialist Workers Party, and and you know all this stuff. And, you know, it's 
you know, it's it's bad that we're having to face this. And, and I couldn't, uh, this blends into uh, another reason why I'm running. And, and uh, eight months ago, uh, we had our first child. And she's a beautiful little girl and I love her to death. And, and I was seeing the realities of coming down the pike. And I'm like, I cannot let my little girl enter into a new decade with socialism as the possibility. I don't want her to grow up in a world where socialism is a thing or live under socialism. Socialism is an outrageous form of government. It, it kills people. I mean, we know for a fact that socialism has killed over a hundred million people. That's what we can confirm. And this is under Stalin and, and Russia, the former USSR. This is under Mao Zedong in China. This is under this is under Hitler in Germany. Yes, yes, fascism is another word for socialism at that point because the Nazis is the National Socialist Workers Party. Or the Nationalist Workers Socialist Party. One of the two. Yes, they've all been forms of socialism. And they've all killed millions and millions of people. I wish people would understand that. Why would you choose a form of government that murders people if you disagree with them? We don't do that with a capitalistic society. We don't do that in America. If you disagree with us, you're free to disagree with us. That's why we have the First Amendment. That's one of the reasons we have freedom of speech. It's a freedom of expression that you can disagree with someone and, and still be still be civil with that person and still be, uh, not necessarily friends, but you can walk away and not have to fear for your life over that. In, in socialist countries... You, could, you had to fear for your life if you disagreed with the government. That's, that's terrible. That, that's wrong. We have to stand up and go, enough is enough. We cannot, let, we cannot tolerate this anymore. I know that there are a lot of young people who are flocking toward Bernie Sanders. I don't understand it. Why, why they're flocking toward an old man that's going to die fairly soon probably and and fortunately he started killing off his uh sorry killing off might be a bad word started uh delaying and postponing rallies because he's definitely in the demographic to catch the coronavirus and die from it he's definitely in that category now of course he's a senator so they have actually pretty good health care and and so he probably actually wouldn't be part of the statistics because he has, he'll have good health care. Uh, part of the reason he was able to have a heart attack last year, get three stents, and was back on the debate stage like less than two weeks later. I mean, it was crazy. You know, and plus, that's another, another thing of capitalism. If we had socialized medicine, he may never have got his stints in there, and he wouldn't be back on the stage. So all the people who want socialized medicine and, and a government-ran health care, remember that. You will wait months and years and possibly die before you get service in a socialist health care society. 
that that's not i i have a friend who uh who told me many years ago now um that when he was working uh for a pharmaceutical company in michigan he um he had to have his hip replacement all right so he went and had hip had his hip replaced uh you know a couple months like they diagnosed him said yes you have to have the hip replaced to having the hip replaced uh like a month later or something just you know timing with it so that's fine he, he was okay with that uh he took about like another month off to rehab and get back up and then he was back at his job within two months he had some guys who some co-workers who was from canada who has socialized medicine and they were sitting there like wow that's amazing how is how how are you how, how did you get to, why, I I don't understand how you got your hip replaced this quickly. And then they asked, you know, they asked how much did it cost him, and and it cost him out of pocket like five grand, which was like his deductible. And they said, well, in Canada it would be free for you. He's like, oh well, that would have been nice. And then they said. Yeah, but you would be waiting at least a year before you would be able to have the surgery. At least a year to have a surgery like a hip replacement. That's that's outrageous to me. I know I know a hip replacement is a little bit of an elective thing, but I mean it's not elective like plastic surgery. It, it's you know this guy needs it to walk and do his job and and play with his kids and grandkids and golf because i knew him from a golf course and you know it just was amazing thing and and he he talked with them again he had to have the other hip replaced and then he had to have the first hip re-replaced and and he was talking and they were surprised that he was able to do that because you weren't allowed to have that in, in canada according to them i i don't know those guys the canadians but uh, I trust this guy. I mean, he was a smart guy, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of conversations, history and, and politics, and he would ask me questions every time he'd see me. And and sometimes I didn't know him. Sometimes I did, and it impressed him that I knew these questions. You know, he was an older guy, so he had, some of his questions were based on life experience of actually seeing these events happening. You know, but the point is, is that this idea that we, we're flocking towards socialism is absolutely insane to me. I, I don't know how anyone can do it. I, 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 I understand the draw to free things. I, I say it all the time. Free is my second favorite four-letter F word. You know, but I just, you know, I understand the concept that if it's, if the government's telling you it's free, well, where are they getting the money from to pay for it? Because everything has a price. It doesn't matter if if you say it's free. So I'm giving out bumper stickers and business cards and, and posters and stuff for the campaign. I had to pay for that. And it wasn't free. I didn't get that free from the printers. I didn't. And then even then... It wouldn't be free because they're going to be paying a cost for the printing of it, the labor that went in to help me touch up the design to make it right for the given size of the paper, the 
business card, getting the layout just right. There was a cost to that as well. So there's not, there's no such thing as a free lunch, as Robert Heinlein put it. You know, we have to, uh, we have to understand that. And so this idea of, oh, we'll pay for your college and we'll pay for your health care and, and all this stuff. No, 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 you won't. Saw a meme the other day that was, that was quite hilarious. I had a picture of a guy sitting there and he's like, I pay $325 a month in student loans. I vote in Bernie Sanders. I don't have to pay $325 a month for my, for my student loans. I have to pay $450 in new taxes to cover that. You know, that's true. They'll just raise taxes on you. They'll tax the bejesus out of you. And then you will have to sit there and wonder where it all goes. You know, there's there's this idea that tax you can tax yourself into prosperity. There's this idea you can tax yourself into more wealth. And the truth is you don't. The more taxes, I mean, it's true. You look at any time that we've had really bad economic downturns, um, there, there was always an outside force. And a lot of times those forces were taxes. And then when you have tax cuts, it came roaring back and the economy was better than ever. I mean, with the exception of what the coronavirus is doing, this is an outside force that is unbelievable. I, and, and I'm not trying to cut down on it, and, and it's a real thing, but there's something fishy about the timing, for sure. And and some of the people involved in, in the research of this and, 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 and whatnot, um, you, have to, uh, you have to wonder. But besides that... This is an outside force effect of the economy. We've had the highest stock market ever. Ever. This is not like, oh, this was the highest in the year. This was the highest in a given two-year period or a five-year period. No, this is the highest it's ever been in forever since we've been doing stock markets. All right? I understand that there's, you know, you can say, well, it had some of the lowest crashes since 87, whatever. That's unrelated to actual performance of the economy. What we have to understand here is that when Trump enacted his tax cuts, they weren't just, uh, we'll, we'll take off a couple percentage points. He decreased taxes. And that's what made the economy go so well. One of the highest days we had during this coronavirus crisis I don't know why I keep calling it the coronavirus. Let's call it what it is. I, I've st and then I get it back stuck in my head because when you're engaged in a lot of the nonsense and everything for for this, you you do typically get some um, bleed over from the media, and it you know it's it's bad. Let's call it what it is. It is the Chinese virus. And anyone want to challenge me on that, go look at any of the other diseases that have come and caused pandemic levels. They all have been named from where they were originated from. And I understand some people want to say, well, this originated like the Chinese and Iran 
and Russia wants to say, wants to argue, no, it came from the U.S. No, it came out of Wuhan province, China. That's the Chinese virus. Just like SARS, just like MERS, just like swine flu came from pigs, just like avian flu came from birds. The Spanish flu, which we're talking about right now, that came from Spain. Let, let's just call it like it is. Let's stop playing the games. I, I think a lot of people wish the media would stop playing games and stop playing it this way. Alright, anyway. I was saying something about the, the virus. Oh, the virus. Even during this time with the Chinese virus, when Trump floated the idea of the payroll cuts or to temporarily suspend the payroll tax cuts. Sorry, not payroll cuts, payroll tax cuts. When he floated that idea, the market jumped pretty much the highest it ever did. Why? Because when you unleash the engine of the power of the people, when they have money, they can spend money. When they have extra money, they don't feel as nervous about it. They don't want to hoard the money. They want to go out and spend it. Oh, I have extra money now. I can buy that new flex screen. I can buy that new car. Oh, I've been eyeing that new laptop. I've been not eyeing that new whatever. When it happens, it boosts the economy in a way like it never has. All right. You know, speaking of this, some of that, you know, is why I'm a fair tax uh, candidate. I, I, I love the fair tax. I, You know, I don't know every intricate detail with it, and that's okay. I'm not an accountant. I'm not, I hate taxes. That's one of the reasons why I'm a fair tax candidate, because I understand the concept that if you let the American worker keep 100% of his income or her income. So if you make $100, you keep $100. You don't take home $70. You keep $100. All right? That will unleash the economy in a way like we have never seen it before. All right? Do you understand that? I, if you don't understand that, you can check out my page. I'll have links over to the Fairtax website and, and to some of their material. And I've been really appreciative to some of the guys out there. They've reached out, sent me more materials that I read. And, uh, well, maybe not completely understand it, but, <laughs> you know, I'll read it and understand it. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this. But I really want to unleash the power of the economy. I really want to unleash, and, and the, the power of the economy is really the people, the people of America, all right, and it's what I've seen growing up, it's what I've seen when people feared uh, what was coming on the horizon, they didn't spend as much, and our economy was terrible, and, and of course, I'm talking about the Barack Obama years. Um, you know, it, people feared 
spend the money because they're like, what if I need this? What if something bad happens? I can't afford health care anymore thanks to Obamacare. Yeah, that was a tax too, by the way. You know, we have to work hard. And, and it's not right that we work hard and then we don't get to keep what we rightfully earn. You know, people want to talk about $15 an hour. And, you know, that, that'd be nice. It really would. But the same people that, that talks about a $15 minimum wage are the same people that advocate for a... who, who ad, advocate for almost a 50% tax or higher. There was another thing that showed if you make Bernie Sanders tax everybody who makes above thirty thousand. If you make fifteen dollars an hour, that will come out to a grand total of thirty-one thousand two hundred. So guess what? Those making fifteen dollars an hour will be inside in well, uh, fairly well inside thirty or. Thirty-one thousand two hundred is above thirty thousand, and so you'll get like fifty percent of your income taken away. So in reality, you make less than seven fifty an hour, which I believe is actually less than federal minimum wage um, right now. Uh, that I don't think that's that's cool. I don't think that's right. You work hard for that money. So if you get a $15 an hour, you shouldn't be taxed 50% of your income. It's not right. That's not right at all. Anyway, uh, that's a position I'm running on, the fair tax. Uh, I also want to go about and talk about, you know, one, one thing. I got off on this tangent of, of socialism and, and, and some tax things there, but... I think the third reason I was bringing up, maybe maybe it's the third, uh, uh, is my daughter. When I looked at my daughter when she was born, and she's sitting there, and she actually gets out and she poops in my hand as I'm holding her because she's just born, and they just got her cleaned up a little bit, and and she's you know she's naked. They're wrapping her in a, or a cloth, and I'm holding her, and and you know she poops in my hand, and it was a great moment, great moment. Uh, everyone's laughing at me that's in the room and everything's great but um, you know I, I I just sit there and I go one I, I don't want my daughter to grow up in a socialist country I, I can't do it I can't do it I cannot do it that that's something I can't I, I will flee this country if it's become socialist I don't know where I'll go where I'll take my family but it will not be a socialist country. Two, just looking at her reminds me of how great one our God is. I I think think our God is so great. He, you know, he, he took someone like me, someone funny looking like me, and 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 a little bit crazy. And, you know, someone who believes in the Constitution, believes in America, believes in God, and, uh, you know, 
and really wanted to to go do this thing and, and and go we have to we have to take a stand on what God's called us to do and what God's called this country to be you know and, and, and two I want my daughter to grow up with the same freedoms I had and the same opportunities that I had we, we, we can't let the next generation grow up in a society where the government dictates what you do the government takes most of your money the government rations food down to you. The government makes you makes you fight over toilet paper. You know that's what the government's doing right now. And I'm not getting into the conspiracy theories. I just think they're making it hard on people right now. I mean, you got the stupid Democrats who are uh, bickering over some things in the relief bill which was primarily to help the economy and help the individual people there were some things in there to help companies just to keep them alive and going and they wanted to bicker over that oh well, no they're going to use that for other things they're not going to use that for to help the people they're going to use that for whatever and, and I just sit there and I go that's nonsense How's a company going to support its... Yeah, okay, I can pay my employee, but I can't pay the lease on my building. So where's that employee going to go anyway? If I can't afford the light bill and the lease and the... And you know, where, where I think that's stupid. You know, they're just bickering over little things to try and put their little wish list in there. And I just had enough. I, I saw this happen with the impeachment. That they wanted something there so bad. So bad. Let me tell you guys. I would have came out and just asked Fashion into Joe Biden. Not doing what Donald Trump did. If I was really trying to bring it. If, if I was really going to be. I'm going to be honest with you. If I really wanted to dirt on my candidate. Uh, another candidate. I would have asked for it. Oh, too bad he had asked previously. Too bad Trump asked before Biden was even in the race. Too bad he asked for other things. And you want to hold up money? They all held money given to people. I, I don't care who you can go back and look. Obama. Actually, Obama didn't give them anything. Gave them blankets. Gave the Ukrainians blankets to fight Russia. Huh. Well, if they get close, I, maybe I can, you know, hit them with this. Maybe I can capture them in it like a gnat. Yeah, when they shoot you from 200 feet away, eh, a blanket's not going to do much good. It'll do good when they get there and can lay it over you. As in, this person's dead, so lay the blanket over him. Trump released the money without them doing anything. How, how can you have a... He is either the worst negotiator or the best negotiator in the world. You're a terrible negotiator if you give something up without getting anything in return. That's a terrible negotiator. Or you find what you were looking for. 
Okay, all right. I see. I, I I see. There's corruption there, but they're trying to move in the right direction. They're trying to move out of that. They're trying to work for that. They're trying to move all this stuff. Go ahead and release the money. It's his prerogative to hold money up to make sure that everything is on the up and up. If you don't think that, go look at the damn law. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of all the people. This is another reason I'm running. Because I'm just plain sick and tired of the bullshit that is going on with, the, with Congress right now. I am sick of it. I, I really just want to go up there and grab every single one of them and go, what are you doing? Your mama's, I hopefully, your mama's taught you better than this nonsense. But apparently not. Apparently their mamas weren't there for them. Maybe their daddies weren't there too. And their daddies should have took them outside and beat their ass if they acted that way. And then when they started to act like that, when they were adults, they would have remembered. Oh no, this is not the way I should act because... I remember one time when I did this as a child, and you know, maybe maybe not. Maybe they just lived in a house that was open-minded, man. And, you know, we gotta help everybody out, and we gotta do this the right way. No guns, you know. Make love, not war. You know, I I love making love and not war, but you know, sometimes you gotta stand up and be a man, and that calls for war. You know, we can't sit around and do this anymore. We can't play games anymore. And that's what they want to do. And that's what they've been doing with this damn coronavirus response bill. They're playing games. And I'm sick and tired of it. I, I've worked too hard in my life to get to where I am. And it's not far, by, albeit, because I'm 28 years old. And I don't have a whole lot to show for, for my life at 28 years old. But I know what I have. I have my principles. I have my faith. I have my family. And I don't have to take shit from any because I don't have to. If you really want to do something, why don't you stand up and tell your congressman or your congresswoman to grow up, pull up their big boy panties and big girl panties and do the job for the people. Last I check, they work for us. It's not the other way around. They should be working for us. Because the first three letters of the Constitution is we, the people. Not we, the Congress. Not we, the elites. Not we who are elected. Not we who are holier than thou. Not we above you. Not any of it. It's we, the people, and then it goes on, of the United States. Somewhere along the way, people forgot about that. And they realized this is a cushy job. I'm going to make a call out there right now. Alright? Anybody running on this ticket who has more than two years of political experience, don't vote them in. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mark through their name and don't don't give them the time of day. Why? Because they're trying to fatten their wallets. They're trying to make a plan for themselves. They only look out for themselves. I guarantee it that that's what the, the issue is. 
Whether you're in the first district of Tennessee voting for me for House, or you're voting for the senator, or you're voting for someone in Kentucky or California or wherever, I don't care where you're voting. They have more than two years of experience. No. No, vote them out. Because they're the ones that's getting in the in us into this mess. You know, now if they 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 if they got elected two years ago and they're running on things like, um, you know, term limits, like I am, I'm I'm running on term limits. I've signed the pledge that I, I will be an advocate for the term limits law and and only run, run, run a certain amount of terms. All right, that's one thing. That's a different type of person. That's a real person. That's a citizen. That's part of we the people. But unfortunately, those are few and far between. If they have more than two years of experience, it's probably time that they go. Take a real hard look at what what they say. Because they probably are the problem. The only way we can solve our problems is if we stand up and we fight. In my tagline that I wrote several years ago for the first edition of this podcast, which I brought it back, I've had several over the years, but the first one that I I brought out was enough is enough. Enough is enough. You know, I want you all to just hear that one more time. Enough is enough. These people really are, are, are they're fat in their pockets. They're, they're so ingrained. There's so much corruption going on. We have to vote them out. And it's tough because they got a lot of money. They can buy their way into the election. And unfortunately, that's, that's the truth. You can't necessarily buy your way into an election, but you can buy your way into a re-election for sure. I mean, this is proof with, with Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg is one of the richest men in the world. Like, like no no question about it. He, he, he has a $54 million uh, net worth. All right. $54 million or billion dollars. All right. $54 billion with a B. And he put a hundred and or five hundred million dollars into this presidential primary season. He backed out. Because money can't buy you an election. It might buy you a re-election because you have support at that point. You have usually have the parties backing things like that it can keep you in power for sure and I think case in point is we see that with people like Nancy Pelosi Chuck Schumer Mitch McConnell Lindsey Graham we see that with these people who have been there a long long time now what we have to understand is that we can't let this win we can't let this go on enough is enough Vote them out. Don't vote career politicians in. So, you know, don't don't vote for someone because they've spent 30 years at the state level. That doesn't make a good politician. Actually, that makes a great politician. It doesn't make a good 
citizen leader. That's what we need is citizen leadership again. We forgot about that. We've gotten away from that. We've let people do what they want to do and, and they forgot about us. When people talk about the forgotten man, it's us. It's us in flyover country. It's the hard workers, the people who actually work for a living, those people who live paycheck to paycheck, those people who work from sunup to sundown and even after sundown. And It's the farmers. It's the police officers and the firefighters and the EMT workers. And it's all the people that actually do real work. Those who sit in an office at that level, at the federal politician level, at the state level politician, and in some cases some local level politicians, uh, really have a problem with it. Now, we have to only worry about certain things. And we don't have to worry about many things, so we just have to uh, deal with what's in front of us. And we have to elect people who actually will stand on the Constitution, stand on what God says, stand for the family, stand for life, stand for the district. I want to tell you all something. I'm running with a tagline, God, Family, Tennessee. And that's not just a slogan to me. That's life. That's my way of life, all right? Everything I do, I do because of God. I work hard because I work unto the Lord. I don't work as if for man. I work as if for God. I do everything, you know, for God. You know, do I fail? Yes. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying that anybody's perfect, but I, I do work hard to try and try and get that going and, and trying to work on that next is family I, I believe family is the core central unit that makes things work it's the way God set up society it's the way our government was set up but a lot of the things were set up around the family at, at one time and our government was kind of set up as a family and we have to uh I know I said that, and now I'm going to have to explain how I think it's set up as a family. Uh, you got the three branches of government, co-equal. They're, they're supposed to work together, like a family's supposed to work together. I'm not going to go into analogy, which one's the father, and which one's the mother, and which one's the children. And, and right now, the one's acting like the children is Congress. But, you know, you can draw that illustration on your own. But it's set up that they're supposed to work together, like a family is supposed to work together. Over the years, we've really got to the point where we've destroyed the family. Primarily with issues of uh, the Democrats coming in and ruining society with some of their leftist policies. Like abortion. Margaret Sanger wanted to rid the wor world of minorities. Blacks, Hispanics, otherwise that's wrong that's wrong why would you want to get rid of one race oh because you're a white supremacist so that's what I want to also talk about this Democrats are hypocrites they're the white supremacists they're the ones that started the Klan there's the one that still operates the Klan Robert Byrd who was a senator was a grand dragon of the Klan Democrat 
from West Virginia. And, and you want to say that, oh, Republicans are the racist ones. Republicans were the ones that passed civil rights. Republicans were the ones that freed the slaves. Were the ones to gave them the right to vote. But they're the racist ones. They're the ones that burn crosses in black people's yards. They're the ones that voted against civil rights several times. They're the ones that voted against freeing the slaves. They're the ones that started the Civil War. They're the ones that, again, started the Klan. I mean, come on. Can, can we grow up and look at the facts? Democrats are the racist ones. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and you got you got you got Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood, saying she wants to get rid of the black per scourge on on the planet. What 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 is that? Really? Come on, Margaret. Stop being an idiot. God created them just as much as he created you or me or anyone else. That's why I'm a pro-life candidate. I, I'm a pro-life candidate through and through, from womb to tomb. I'm not for abortion. I'm not for uh, human trafficking. I think that's a pro-life issue that, that people are starting to recognize now. But we, we have to we have to start on that, and I'll talk about that another time. And But we have to understand that... We have to understand that an issue of this pro-life is that we have to be all the way through to tomb. We, I understand that people want to say, well, they're hurting, they're, they're in pain, but we're not called to be God. You may have an issue with that, and that's my personal belief, but... You know, we don't have too much euthanasia here or, or doctor's assistant suicide, but... We do see see the abortion on the front end, and then human trafficking in the middle, and that's something we have to, definitely have to work with and go through, and 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 really have to to work out. Another thing is um, I run on Tennessee, and and what that means is every decision I'll make will be guided toward this district. So this is Tennessee District 1. So every decision that I make will be run through two lenses. One, God, and two, the Constitution, and how that affects District 1. Not how that affects the nation, because I really, I do care how it affects the nation. Uh, but I, I definitely care about how it affects Tennessee District 1. Those are my district. Because if a bill is great for the nation, but it's going to really hurt our district, I don't really want to vote for that bill. <laughs> I mean, if they put forth a bill, this will really help our economy. Okay, what is it? We're going to nuke East Tennessee. I'm going to be like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, we're not. No, we're not. That's my district. We're not going to do that. 
I hope the other representatives from East Tennessee, uh, they, and I think for the most part they do, but, you know, I, I don't think they'll take that strong of a stance because it might be a good thing, but it won't be for us necessarily. Um, but I just wanted to, to bring up some, some opening thoughts and, I know I got carried away there a little bit, and, and I just really am, you know, kind of, I just really just believe in certain things, and I really just want everybody to understand what's going on. I want people to understand my heart and my mind, and and what I'm going to be doing, why I'm running, what can be learned from me, seen from me, whatever else. I just really want people to, to come away with knowing me so that they can make the best and informed decision come August 6th. I don't want people to think, oh, I'm voting for this person because I recognize their name. I want that to happen too, but I want people to go, I feel like I know this guy. I feel like I know where he stands and how he'll make decisions and the way he'll lead and and not, uh, uh, my neighbor has a yard sign, so I guess I'll vote for that person. Or I saw a Facebook ad, so I guess I'll vote for that person. I want you to look and listen and hear and watch and see all the things that I'm going to be putting forth so you can evaluate it. I want to do things in simple terms and simple ways and so that you understand, so that you know you have someone on your side in Washington, D.C. That you have someone that will work for you and on your behalf and will put God first in that godless city. We'll put Tennessee first and Tennessee values and godly values and family values in a place that so desperately needs it. Well, I appreciate you tuning in for this hour. I, I really do. I, I hope this has been enlightening to you. I hope it helps you. I hope you know that, that I live here for you. That's part of the reason I'm doing this. I mean, there's personal reasons, but part of the reasons is I love this district. I grew up here. I played here. I lived here. I I've worked, I've went to school here, I've, I went to college here, I met my wife here, and I, I just love it, and I, I just want people to understand that, I want people to grow in a place that really truly represents Tennessee and really truly represents America. So this is the Phil Arlinghouse program, I appreciate you tuning in, I'm your host Phil, Tune in for another episode. Not sure if I'm doing this weekly or daily daily yet, but you'll know. You'll see the updates. You can subscribe on Google and Apple and SoundCloud or, or go to my website and it'll take you to those places. There's a tab on my website. So we're going to go back real quick. My website is phil4house.com so that's phil with the number 4house.com and 
Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they're all the same. Uh, Fill for house. That's simple. I just wanted it simple and straightforward and people know that. Because uh, my last name is not the easiest name in the world. I understand that. Uh, you know, so again, this is the Phil Arlinghouse program. We're going to be taking you through with issues that I'm going to be running on or running against uh, up until August 6th. I want you to understand me and where I come from and how I make decisions. And if I maybe maybe I uh, maybe I change your mind on on the way you think something or something else. I don't know. Well, for now, good morning, good night, good afternoon, whatever it is when you're listening to this. God bless you and God bless America.